Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. So we're on this journey together. The title of this message is Groundwork. We're going to look at Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 25. And it says, verse 8, So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priests, his lot fell to burn incense when he went up to the temple of the Lord. And so not just did he get picked to be serving during that time of his course, but he actually drew the lot. Now think about this. He's an old guy. He drew the lot to burn incense. Now, this was considered the highest position that anyone could ever serve. In fact, the writings of the Jews say that anyone who is chosen to burn incense before the Lord in the presence of the Lord was to be blessed in their posterity, that they were to be blessed in their finances, that they were to be blessed in all these different areas. And so there was this huge blessing that was upon that. And therefore, because this was such a high honor, if you would ever serve to burn incense before the Lord, you couldn't even stand in that lottery. You couldn't even stand there and have lots drawn. You, it had to be anybody who is new. And that's what they would say. Anybody who is new. You know, and, and they would all come, those who had never burned incense, and they would draw a lot. And if it fell on you you have this once-in-a-lifetime privilege. And just think about this. This He's an old man. He's thinking, I'm probably never going to get a burn incense. And then it fell on him to burn incense. And and what they would do is every, every day there was... A kind of a procedure that was taken when it came to the, the holy place. Now, the holy place is just before the holy of holies where the presence of God is. And only the high priest could ever go into the holy of holies. But these other priests would serve within the holy place. And so they would choose four priests in Herod Temple. They'd choose four priests for that day to serve within the holy place. And one would go in first and he would go to the altar of incense and he would put a basket on the floor and he'd scoop up the ashes with his hands and put them in the basket, and then sweep off whatever was left, and clean that up, and then he would leave. And then another priest would come in, and he would begin to work on the menorah. Of course, the menorah is the seven-branch candlestick on, on the left-hand side of, of the room, and as he'd go in, he would, he would snuff out one of the candlesticks of the seven branches, and he would replace the wick, he'd pour the, the new oil in, and he would light it, and then he'd go to the next one, and he'd do the same procedure all, through all seven. He didn't just snuff them all out, because the lamp was never to stop burning within the temple, as long as the temple was dedicated and open, it had to burn perpetually. Now that's why the Jews celebrate Hanukkah. I don't know if you know the story, but Hanukkah was that that moment when they had dedicated the temple after Antiochus Epiphanes it had kind of ransacked Jerusalem and desecrated the temple and in haste they went in and they dedicated the temple not realizing that they didn't have enough oil to continue they didn't have more than one day's worth of oil and that was a big problem because it takes eight days in the process to make the oil 
And so they were very concerned. They lit the menorah and now it's going to burn out and they're going to have to start all over again. And, And so they prayed. And as they prayed, one day worth of oil, guess what? lasted eight days. And so it was a miracle. And that's why they have the days of Hanukkah. You know, the days that the oil burned as they, as they quickly made the new oil. And so that's, that's the celebration of Hanukkah. So it could never go out. So he's, he's doing that. And then when he is done, then he would come out and the priest would go in to the table of showbread on the right. And he would change out the bread. And he would put in the new bread before the Lord. And as we look at the tabernacle, we see, you know, the, these pictures of Jesus. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. And, you know, as you look through the temple, all these things represent Jesus and who he is. Well, after the showbread priest came out, then would come in at the very end, at the very last, at the hour of prayer, the man who would light the, the table of incense. And so he would kindle the fire on the, on the altar, and then he would take his, his collection of herbs, frankincense, annika, balsam, and galbum, galbanum, whatever that is. I've only heard of frankincense. I've never heard of the other ones. But anyway, this, and, and, and all there was 11 spices. These are the only ones that are mentioned in the Bible. And there's actually a family, a Jewish family, that is tasked to make this, and they have a secret recipe so nobody can know what it is kind of interesting. There's a whole history of them that I started to read and decided this isn't really productive. And so all this, he starts to pour the incense. It says, verse 10, the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And this is beautiful because it corresponds with what's happening because as they burn incense to the Lord, the idea was this is the prayers of the saints, a sweet smelling aroma into the, into the nostrils of God as he receives the prayers of his people. And so as the people would see the smoke start to billow out the, the top of the, of the temple, they would see, you know, this is, this is the Lord's receiving our prayers. And so then they would pray. So as they prayed, their prayers would be mingled with this sweet smelling aroma. And this is a beautiful, a beautiful picture. And so people are outside praying. Zacharias performing a once in a lifetime honor all alone. There's nobody else in the temple when he's in there. He's in there all by himself. And the idea was is that you go in, you quickly kindle the fire, you pour the incense on, you make a quick prayer, because let my words be few. You're God in heaven, here am I on earth. I'm standing as close to the presence of the Lord as any man ever gets, except for the high priest once a year. And, and so I do not want to be foolish and to linger, and so I quickly do it, and I quickly make my way out so I can bless the people. So here he is all by himself, the flickering candles of the menorah, the smoke and the coals of, of the incense altar. That's just kind of, you know, that shadow casting situation. And it says, verse 11, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. You don't do that to an old guy. You know, I, I, it wasn't long ago, you know, and I actually just resent this picture to Pastor Jason and, and Lyle. I, I went into the office and I opened the door and, and here are two T-Rexes, you know, standing there. They're like, you know, those dumb blow up suits. They have the, and their, their faces are about, you know, of course, you know, both those guys. And then, and they're, they're these giants, you know, and their little window down there and they're like, ah, with their big smiles, you know, and there's ah, big, you know, teeth up front. I'm like, ah, you know. You don't, you don't like to be scared, you know. 
I was talking to another pastor's wife last week, and she says her kids were always scaring her. And, and she's like, why do you guys always scare me? And, and her oldest boy said, Mom, we scare because we care. <laughs> you know people love you if they scare you. But then I scare myself sometimes. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. You know, it was a couple of years ago, I won a stupid tin man. It's like that tall, four foot tall tin man from the athletic banquet. And it was just one of those raffles. And I have a method. I'm going to tell you my secret to win raffles. You go and find the dumbest prize that nobody puts any tickets in and put all your tickets in that one. And then you win it. And so I, I won this tin man. And, and so I... We don't have any use for it, and so I put it in my garage, and then every time I walk into the garage, I, at the corner of my eye, I see this, you know, little dude, little dwarf thing, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, it freaks me out. You know, I mean, you just don't do that to an old guy, right? And this is what happens to this guy. He's in the temple. He, he's, I wish we had video of this. He's just, you know, you know, saying his prayers. Maybe he's closing his eyes. He pours the incense on, he opens his eyes, and there's somebody there, <gasps> you know? And, you know, you know, Gabriel's all down there, uh, uh, you know, getting him back alive or something. I don't know, probably not. But jo- jumping Jehoshaphat, you know, it's, it's enough to kill an old guy. Verse 13, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Now, you would think this would be great news, but it wasn't such great news. I mean, think about this. He's like, wait a minute, I haven't prayed that for decades. You know, when I was younger, you know, when it it would have been actually reasonable (laughs) for me to have a son. What do you mean my prayer's been heard? You know, and then this this whole thing's just, uh, you know, and, and it's a lot to take in. I mean, this has happened to me. And a lot of you know this story, but my child, our firstborn son, he was prophesied. We went to a pastor's and wife's conference. We both prayed. And, and this woman came up to my wife, Cindy DeVille from Calvary Chapel Hagerman, a pastor's wife. She came up to my wife and told her, the Lord told me you're going to have a child. And you're going to have, I don't, yeah, she didn't say son. She just said child, and he's going to be a light to your family. And this is the whole story. And then a year later, again, at, at the pastor's wife's conference, it was just, it, just a miracle. But it was so easy to believe, one, because we had prayed specifically for it, and two, because I was only 28, or 20, 20, yeah, how old was I? 28, yeah. I was 28, and Shannon was 25. And so that was easy to believe, because, hey, we're at childbearing years, you know? But now... I'm pushing grandpa age. You know, there's people, I have friends that have grandchildren. And then not, you know, not because they got married or, you know, had children too early, because they got married in their 20s and had kids. Those kids are now grown up and they're having kids. And, and so that's the age I am. You know, I'm 45 and my wife is, well, you can do math. She's younger. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.